other you answer it, how does the other person answer it, and then compare, or like after you both expose, what do you think of it, that sort of thing. Or if we are to have a guest to start in the podcast, mm -hmm. we can also direct the question at them and make the podcast about them Sorry. answering a bunch of questions. So like each podcast can be one or two questions, for example, and between us, the people that are in the fan cast. And when we have a guest, I don't know if we will have many or any or whatever, but if and when we have one, we can do the meeting instead of being one question and then talking about it, just that question and hearing everyone talk about that question, having several questions for just one person. Okay. Uh, so, I think it's a good idea. The only thing that from a practical side could intervene is that um, if you're in an interview type situation, then having one question or two questions yeah. is not uh, so it, it usually doesn't cut it. So people tend to answer very briefly or whatever. So um, it depends on how okay you are with each other etc but in terms of topics and then and then walking um around them you would have to have like uh smaller questions then if um yeah. they need to be developed they are just yeah the main ones. but they are they are really good ones but uh but sometimes when people are not very responsive you can go through like uh, 50 questions in a very short space of time, seriously, that's not a good thing. But like, I think that maybe, for example, there are one question here. There is one question here that says, "Will we approach authorship issues?" So, if the answer is yes, we will. Uh, I think how? that um, yeah, how that's... you have a book, Carolina. Uh, <laughs> you read a book for English or yes? That oh, one. let's not let's not mention that. Yes. So, <laughs> I read a book, period. I don't know if the if it is the only book that talks about authorship. Maybe it's not. Maybe there is one book that talks about authorship and fanfic specifically. I don't know. We can like. Yeah, but you you don't even. Uh, I think um, there are loads of authors actually who talk about liking yeah, or exactly. disliking. So maybe if we could find some that would be happy to join us or not or like you mean else. an author i don't know someone the thing is when we talk about authorship issues this can very quickly go in a law kind of thing and less in a creative um, oh no uh, i th i think i think thing. no I'm, I'm sure that in the humanities people like to talk about authorship from a variety of perspectives, that's not that's not I legal. I don't want it to fall down the rabbit hole of copyrights and all of that, you know. I just, oh no, I think people get very emotional. Like this, people get there was this um there was this person quite recently. Um, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the movie Brokeback Mountain? Yes. You have really. That's. I've watched it a couple of times over the years. Seriously. I forget the name. Yes, I, can, I usually confuse it with another movie with a mountain in the title. Uh, oh, what's and then the I name? just don't know. It's 
another another movie with the, with the mountain in the title oh my god high mountain maybe it's a completely different yeah but that's a completely different thing right so brokeback mountain brokeback mountain is about two gay cowboys is that the one yeah okay because uh, now i know i know i can because if it work. cold mountain i think is completely <laughs> yes it's completely different but so, yeah the yeah. mountain is one with Heath ledger and jake gyllenhaal or however yeah jake gyllenhaal but uh but the thing is that yeah uh but it it came out when you were like six or something like it was uh it came out 2005 2006. just give me a second because there is something um so the person who wrote the um, short story that that film is based on, it's a film about two uh, gay cowboys. And uh, the thing is that when it came out, it was quite a big deal because nobody cares about cowboys sexual. Like, you know, they are thought of as, uh, you know, necessarily heterosexual. And also it starts out in the 50s, I think, or the 60s. And it's uh, poor people. And... Um, so the person who wrote that uh, short story that was uh, the basis for the uh, for the movie and it's an Oscar winning movie as well. It's quite a good movie as well. So she was very angry because uh, it's not a, it's a tragic story, right? And and um, and the thing is that people are creating so one of them dies yeah one of the cowboys die and people are creating fanfic where they live together happily and she was like no no i'm not i don't want to do that i don't want to let that happen but there is an article but i cannot find it but i think we have a guest is that right joanna are you here with us hello hello i'm so sorry i'm so late <laughs> no you're not no you're not thank you for um accepting our invitation it's a it's a pleasure. I am so sorry. It took me it took me so long to to reply reply properly to your emails. Um, not your emails. I'm talking to Nora, right? Yeah, but you were you were emailing with Katie. Okay. Yeah. Hello there, Katarina, Mariana. Hello. Hello, Carolina. Hi there. Hello. It's been a, a long journey that took me here. <laughs> A lot of me emails with Katarina. I'm sorry, it took me so long to to be available. It has been a hectic year for me, um, but I'm glad to be to be here amongst you. And we are we are glad to have you. So that's uh, that's a good thing to finally uh, see you or meet you, uh, oh. at least. Ah. Okay, I have my my webcam protection on. Oh, but now we can see you. That's amazing. Yeah. Hi there. Hello, hello. Hello. It's a pleasure to meet you all. And it has been surprising to know that uh, Chocolat Waiters had a group about fan fiction. It oh, has been we are, a great yeah. surprise. We are very new. We are very new. Brand new. So, uh, actually, uh, we kind of started coming together and uh, thinking about these things. Uh, I think in September, is that right? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. and not long after that, um, I talked to Manuel Portela, and then uh, he mentioned that you exist, and then uh, that yes. that you could be interesting um, to us, and you certainly are. So, uh, and you are interesting to me. You know, I'm still finishing my thesis, 
and it, it has, well, my thesis is about uh, surveillance aesthetics on on <laughs> uh, on dystopian fiction. Oh my uh, god! You know things like you know 1984. Yeah. For example. Yes. One of my think about the telescreen they describe you. It's it's a way of of uh, surveillance. So that 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 kind of aesthetic interests me a lot. And I was looking for, uh, I am still looking for um, this, the, the, the contemporary aesthetics of this surveillance and also counter-violent uh, actions. So that's what I have been studying. And, uh, well, I, I wasn't much into uh, fan fiction before this and before starting my research, but all of a sudden, I, I um, stumbled upon a, a couple of texts about, uh, for example, Kim Kardashian saving the world through selfie. Oh. Uh, or um, Kanye West saving the world from World War Trump and things like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, an, an interesting way of dystopian thought or dystopian thinking uh, so that's how I, I, I started the, reading um, fanfiction and then I discovered uh, Wattpad I'm sure you know about Wattpad yeah. because uh, like two years ago uh, I gave a talk on Faculdade de Letras it was a um, Congress or something, I don't know what was the main subject, mm -hmm. uh, but I was talking about Wattpad as a literary machine, metaphorically, mm -hmm. uh, and nobody knew what Wattpad was, so I, I was a bit uh, out of place. That's why I'm glad, uh, I am so glad to meet you. Well, for my part, I learned about Wattpad from Mariana here last year, so... Um... That was a good uh, contribution. So are you actually, uh, do you actually deal with uh, fan fiction in your, in your research in any way then, um, or in the PhD? Because uh, I think you, I think Katie said that the, that you mentioned that it's the um, unadod books that you are interested in, the after what? books. What books, sorry? The books by Anna, uh, Anna Todd. Oh, yes, yes. So uh, it was on an anthology by Anna Todd that I discovered those um, short stories uh, about Kim Kardashian, Kenny West. So it's it's imagines uh, a kind of fan fiction about uh, celebrities. Mm, okay. It's a, a sub-subgenre sub of fan fiction. So when I thought, well, it's actually funny because when I when I was thinking about uh, Wattpad as a literary machine, uh, it, it was interesting because that that anthology by Anna, Anna Todd, I discovered it on on a library actually. So <laughs> it was <laughs> it wasn't online. It was a book, and it was a, a really interesting book because the cover is. It's like a mirror. It's like silver. So when you look at the cover, you can actually see your face. Wow. 
Okay. And, and the subtitle of the book, um, so the title is Imagines, which is that kind of uh, subgenre of fan fiction. Uh, and the subtitles, uh, the subtitle is something like uh, histories depicting you or you are the main character. So when you look at the, the front page of, of the book, you can see your face, uh, which is actually kind of cool. <laughs> That's quite a nice. That's quite a nice uh, touch. Um, Manuel also said that you, or maybe it was Katie, because I know that you emailed that you do some sort of workshop for uh, for people. Uh, yeah, I, I did a workshop actually. Uh, it was uh, Portela's fault actually. <laughs> uh, Portela is, is is someone who is always on top of a lot of uh, new issues, which which makes me admire him every day. So one day he, he told me, well, we're, we're going to make a workshop for teachers, for high school teachers. Uh, and I, I, I would like you to speak about fan fiction. And I was like, do, do you think that will work? Because high school teachers, uh, most of them maybe are not going to like that. Uh, because, you know, there's, when, you, when you want to explain fan fiction and when you go to what fed, Especially if you are, I don't know, someone uh, older and with different reading habits. When you look to those stories about, let me see, um, fantasizing about a member of a boy's band and you being a boy. I don't know, there's a lot of uh, um, LGBT uh, uh, subjects there. And I was expecting that most teachers were like, oh, do you think that's safe for students? And I had those quick questions, actually, but, but their, their reaction was amazing. Uh, they were a little bit scared, like, how, how can we uh, present this to our students in a, in a censored way? Uh, and, well, and I, since, I, since my main uh, research subject has a lot to do with uh, dissent and new technologies. Uh, I'm not a fan of censorship. Mm -hmm. So when, when you go to the internet, you're free to see whatever you, you want to and whatever you don't want to see. So that, that was the, the main problematic thing about that workshop. But it was amazing because I had no idea that students in high school in Portugal are already asking to their are already asking their teachers to to present them fan fiction or to to talk about that on on classes, which amazes me because well because it's something new and because I had no idea that that Portuguese young people were already so much into this, which is which is really cool. But, well, my, my first approach with fan fiction was like three years ago. I, I had no idea it was it had such a long tradition already in, in history. So uh, yeah, I did that workshop for for um, two groups of teachers, and each group was about like forty teachers. It was something big, uh, and most of them were really interested. Half of them, you know the. The, what surprised me was that the youngest were really had a lot of questions and 
uh, fears on how to teach uh, fan fiction and and maybe the the other teachers were the ones that were more interested and could see more the the didactic uh, capacities of, of this genre. That's funny. That's funny because we usually associate uh, young young people with uh, fanfic. So uh, yeah. Okay. What do you do in these workshops? But I'm sorry, Katie. You wanted to ask something, so you're first. Um. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think Katie wanted to ask you something, but uh... I, I, I was I was just going to add that uh, I also find it amazing now that you are uh, talking about it that uh, young people are asking their teachers to uh, bring fan fi fan fiction to class because I remember being twelve or thirteen and fan fiction being something that you wrote or you read um it was something very hidden it was popular but it was it was very hidden and it was very much a teenage girl thing to do while no one was around so i i, I find it really fascinating that they are asking to have it on class nowadays that that's a great point it's something very hidden it's it, it, it's still something very uh, how can you say um, peripheral? What did you say? Stigmatized. Yeah, stigmatized and and very on the fringes of of what is the the canon in literature. So so for me it was amazing to see one the interest of the young students and two the interest of the uh, the teachers that, that are probably the eldest are the ones closer to finishing their, their career. Uh, the ones that are starting their career have a lot of doubts about fanfiction. Um, most of them were like, okay, this is very interesting, something I would probably do at home, but I, I don't know how to bring it to class because there's no way to censor it, or at least if you open what fed or one of those platforms, you cannot you know, you cannot hide some parts or hide some options and, and just give them others. But but if we think about it, fun, fun fiction or the tradition to uh, to think about something we like or a, a fiction we like and imagine other things, how would it be? Uh, it's something very human and very uh, very old in, in times of human thought. Yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, that's true. But what do you do in 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 the workshops? Like, what happens in the workshops? Well, um, I, I I started to present them a brief history of fan fiction as a, a genre, uh, starting with with those fanzines from uh, fandoms of Star Trek and and things like I don't know if if you know a a nineties eighties nineties TV show. Um, called Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was terrible and I remember that from my, maybe not my teenage years, but pre-teenage. And I remember looking at the TV like, what a stupid TV show. But and I had no idea it was so famous. So famous to the point that lots of, of women and, and especially 
um, how do you say, housewives mm -hmm. were watching it and writing uh, alternative, um, alternative, uh, not endings, but alternative episodes, alternative uh, branches of, of story. So it was, uh, it was really cool to discover that. Uh, and and we already have some some real really good books, some good bibliography on on fun fiction and its uh, history and tradition. Uh, that surprised me too because I, I I wasn't expecting to find a lot of uh, um, scientific writing on that, but there, there's something uh, already there. So I tried to to explain to them what fun fiction is, how it started, the, the fandoms, the fanzines, um, because well, the, those 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 kinds of uh, how can you say those kind of um, um, the the words uh, there's a. a there has been a long time since I last spoke English, which is good for me to do this. <laughs> um, but but the way we categorize these mm -hmm. things now uh, is just a new way of saying it because there there has always been fandoms. Uh, uh, I I don't know what what age you are. I, I am I am thirty six years old, uh, so I remember. Um, when there, there weren't lots of TV series, TV shows on the on the TV, I remember only having like Channel One and Channel Two. Uh, but but if if we think about it, our moms and grandmoms watching soap operas were already fandoms, but we do not call that we did not call them uh, that. But actually. Um, the phenomenon it's not new but we now found a, a new way to express it and, a, and new names to call it um so that's what i tried to do on that workshop to to pass them the, the history of of confiction what what science says about it but also trying to show them that that is nothing out of our context and nothing uh, so bizarre as they thought uh, or so so out of this world so um, and then we, we, with a lot of uh, contemporary examples uh, they, they specifically asked me to talk about um, Game of Thrones because it's something that that um, teenagers ask a lot um, and so it's interesting to think about Game of Thrones and and oh, I also spoke a lot about copyright mm. because it's a big issue when we talk about fan fiction. Um, and and for me, in my opinion, it's kind of a, a censorship of the liberty of of the creative li uh, liberties and freedoms. But whatever. <laughs> um, but when you think about specifically the the Game of Thrones, and you think that it is a product of fan fiction of uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm. And then, um, then you, you ask uh, George Martin, what, what is his 
position on fan fiction mm -hmm. and he hates it. Yeah. He hates it, but he was doing fan fiction. So uh, I don't know where you can draw the line, you know? That's that's something I find really interesting about fan fiction too, wh where you can put the limits uh, to what is fan fiction or what is a, a new creation. Because, uh, well, on, on my research, uh, on my thesis, I don't have a lot of fan fiction uh, because sometimes I, I have to put a break on, on myself. <laughs> and and stop a bit uh, on what I'm putting there in terms of uh, um, the number of, of books I, I choose to to analyze. Um, but even thinking about the uh, dystopian literature, if you think about it, there's always something of uh, Orwell or Huxley in contemporary uh, writers, and we don't call that fan fiction because it's not completely about uh, one character or one part of the story. But 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 yeah, that to say that I find uh, a bit hypocrite from from the part from uh, George Martin, for example, uh, to be completely against fan fiction and trying to sue some some authors. Uh, when, when himself, uh, and in general, when, when most of human ideas are not 100% original. Mm. So tell me about you. I'm, I'm talking too much. I feel that I'm talking too much. No, that's not, that's not, that's not the case. And you still uh, haven't told us like, what the, how do you, um, what kind of tips do you give these, uh, teachers? Well, um, first, um, I try to put them opening their computers and, and searching for fan fiction and seeing different platforms, uh, looking at different platforms and, and the kind of approach uh, or the kind of um, profit they could take from each platform to, to, uh, to apply on their classes. Uh, but the first step was like, this is fan fiction, let's just enjoy it and just surf a bit uh, this kind of content on the web. Uh, and secondly, uh, the, the second part of, of my workshop was, so let's, let's see how to apply this in class context. And there's a lot of, of um, scientific research already on that. There are some some schools, for example, in France that, that are already applying fan fiction and, and it admires me too that it's France, for example, and not the UK or USA doing this uh, first, uh, this kind of approach. Um, and also, yeah, there's also a concept that was very, that was central to my workshop um, in, in education and didactics, we call this the proximal interest area of the student. Uh, in Portuguese, área de interesse proximal. And this means that when you are teaching, it's important that you, you teach something that means something to your students. Uh, and, and that's what, I, what I've tried to pass there. So I, I was trying to, to show them that it's important because it, it interests them, but it, it can also interest us as teachers 
um, even if it's not our world and our kind of um, our favorite kind of literature, uh, we can also we can always find uh, um, something of the canon and something of um, creative freedom there. So so we can always uh, find ourselves closer or or and, and there's such a variety of fiction, such a, a wide variety of things you can pick. Um, that's what I've told them. That maybe the main problem there for, for these teachers was to put their students working directly with the platforms because of that question of they're not being able to, uh, to filter that for them. But, but my su suggestion was maybe you can choose uh, a couple of a couple of short stories that you see that are appropriate and if they want if they want game of thrones give them game of thrones why not and you can and you can uh, actually do with one of those texts the exact exact same thing you would do on on a quest with another text so uh, why not that's very that's very uh, interesting uh, to hear. Um, sorry, I think somebody was sorry, Katie, but it seems to me that you wanted to say something. No, but maybe I'm just. Uh, I want to, but I don't want to. I don't want to be always jumping. No, in. no, you're free to interrupt because you know I have been doing Zoom meetings and conferences and interviews on. Uh, on Zoom and or on Facebook directs and things like that since last Thursday. And I feel that I'm talking too much because, well, I I, I, I couldn't stop since last Thursday. <laughs> Someone stopped me because I need to sleep. <laughs> no, I think we all enjoyed listening to you. So yes, I think that's, yes, uh, that's 